This is something. That's fine. <laughs> can break through walls, I just can't. That's fine. Gotta get this. Greetings, <laughs> Starfighter. You have been recruited by the Star League to defend the frontier against Sur and the Kodan Armada. Yeah, yeah. Get ready for everlasting. Honey! I live there. I bought a house there. I'm gonna take you there! To boldly go where no man, no one has gone before. And remember, have fun with it! Hello, my ladies, gentlemen, and all genders in between. Welcome to Project Shadow, episode number 574. Rebirths, reconnections, and rewrites. Hello, my name's Charlie. You may know me better as sci-fi fantasy writer C.E. Dorset, And... Hi. <laughs> I have been going through a lot lately, and I just want to start the podcast by saying thank you to everyone who has been with me on this ride. It's It's been, uh, it's been a lot, and I just want to say thank you. You guys have been so supportive and so helpful in everything that we're doing, and I'm finally back on my feet. I have been for a little while. The biggest problem that I've been having is trying to find a way to reconnect. After a couple of years of severe depression, you know, now that I feel better, finding ways to reconnect to the world has not been an easy thing. It's the one thing that they don't tell you about is that once you've disconnected, the process of reconnecting is not easy. It's not something that just comes natural. Being around friends again connecting to shows and books and other things that you used to love and that you still do love. It, it's, it's a strange, strange experience that I hope none of you all have to go through. <laughs> it's been a very strange thing. And, you know, one of the main things that I've been doing to do this reconnection has been, I've been rereading the Harry Potter books. I'm in the middle of order of the Phoenix right now. Actually, I'm past the middle of Order of the Phoenix right now, and I had forgotten how much I loved these books. I mean, I loved the movies, the movies were good and all, but I forgot exactly how much I loved these books. And I started this because with Chris Child coming out, I wanted to reread through Harry Potter, and I've been doing it kind of at a leisurely pace of about one book a month on average, and yeah, I... Sometimes a little bit faster, especially the first couple books because they're short. But yeah, I just, I forgot how much I love these books. I forgot how much I despised Umbridge. I, yeah, great books, great books. Speaking of great books, I'm in my attempt to reconnect to the world outside my little office. I love DC Comics. As I sit here at my desk and look around first of all at my great altar of yoda which sits in front of directly in front of me if i look up and to my left there's my tiny little set of dc comic stuff including a bunch of batmans a robin a blue beetle and a harley quinn and i think about batman and how much i love batman I used to love batman I used to really love batman and how much I used to really love the Green Lantern and the Green Lantern Corps. And, well, frankly, a lot of DC Comics. And 
haven't really been enjoying the movies. I still haven't seen Batman v Superman. I'm going to wait to rent that, and I'm sure you'll hear all about it once we do. But I haven't been enjoying the comics either, so I stopped reading them. And then I heard that they're doing this DC Rebirth. Yeah, they're rebooting the universe again, kind of, sort of, ish. And I thought, well, maybe... Maybe this is where I can jump back in. Maybe this is where I can really get back into my beloved DC Comics. Because it feels weird. Because DC Comics doesn't have an equivalent of Marvel Unlimited. And since I've had my Marvel Unlimited subscription, I have been reading a lot of Marvel Comics. Like a lot more than I ever would have normally. And falling in love with characters I'm currently going through Moon Knight right now because I always kind of liked Moon Knight and now I'm reading a bunch of his stuff and really, really enjoying it and wondering when I'm going to get my Netflix series based on Moon Knight. And, you know, I started my Marvel obsession as I think a lot of us did because of the movies. You know, I've really enjoyed the MCU, really enjoyed the Netflix series. And the brilliant thing about the Netflix series is that they are making me care about shows that I and characters that I normally wouldn't care about. I mean, I don't care about Daredevil. And there was a huge Daredevil fan. Watch the Daredevil series. Wow, really like Daredevil. Jessica Jones. Didn't care about Jessica Jones, Alias, any of that. And then I watched Jessica Jones. And wow, that was a great series. And so, kind of into Jessica Jones a little bit. Despise the Punisher. I mean, I used to really like the Punisher like when I was a kid. And you know, I was reading comics all the time. I liked the Punisher, then the Punisher kind of went off the rails and I didn't like where they took him and stopped reading the Punisher and it got to the point where I just didn't like the Punisher at all. Then they took an actor that I'm not a big fan of, seen him in a lot of things, never really liked him in any of those things, playing a character that I didn't really like and made me like him to the point where I got excited when they announced that they're doing a Punisher spinoff series using that character and that actor. That's some magic right there. I mean, that is some serious magic. And so that got me back into comics and got me back into reading. And, you know, I've read through the Infinity Gauntlet stories and everything leading up to the Infinity War, getting excited about that. I read through Civil War in the lead up to the movie, that really, really, really good movie. You know, and read through, been just recently reading through a lot of old X-Factors because they put up some of the runs back from when I was a kid and really, really into comics that I loved the original run of Apocalypse back, I think it was at X-Factor 11 and after. Some really good stuff there. But I couldn't get in to DC Comics. I mean, it's, it's a kind of a multi-fold thing. DC, Marvel Unlimited is easy. I pay a monthly service. Yeah, I get them comics a little bit late. Yeah. So instead of getting the comics right when they come out, I have to wait a little bit. But you know what? I'm patient. There's nothing happening in the comics that I'm just rabidly crazy about. So I'm okay with the wait. And then I get them, and I read them, and I enjoy them, and I'm really having a good time with it. DC doesn't have that. So it becomes this purchase decision every time I go to buy a comic. And it got to the point where I just couldn't make the decision. You know, it's like, eh, I'm kind of enjoying it. Maybe this is going to be a little bit better. They're just starting a new story arc this week. 
but I just couldn't bring myself to actually buy the comic because, like I said, I wasn't wholeheartedly enjoying them. Though, if you had a DC Unlimited version of the Marvel Unlimited thing, it would be getting my money every month, <laughs> you know, because I, I have no problem paying for them. But, so, I hear that they're doing this thing. They're rebooting the, the universe, and if you're a big comic book fan, you know, you know all this, but Jeff Johns is behind it, and I have a lot of respect for him. I've really enjoyed a lot of the comics that he's done in the past. Really excited that he's going to be kind of, sort of, in charge of the DC movies going forward, so they don't do some of the stupid things that they did, like in Man of Steel, and from what I've heard, in Batman v Superman. So, uh, maybe this is my chance to get back in. And so, I've not bought everything. I'm not gone crazy, but <laughs> I have g checked out three of the Rebirth titles, including the DC Universe Rebirth, which is kind of the start of the whole event thing that they're doing right now. I bought it. I got the uh, Green Lantern number one, Green Lantern, Green Lantern Rebirth number one. And I got the Batman Rebirth number one. And I have to say, if this is the direction that they're going, I'm excited. I don't know if any of you have read these, and if you're a big comics geek, you probably know more about what's going on than I do. But I wanted to talk about them a little bit today because I think they did a really good job. Sorry about that. I've got a little bit of an allergy thing and still coughing a little bit. Um... <laughs> Finally, the trees stopped, and now it's all about the grasses. Uh, allergies are fun. So anyway, DC Universe Rebirth. Now, I will be talking about some spoilers from now on. If you are not interested in spoilers, you know what to do. Pause, go read, come back, and we'll talk. Okay? Okay? If you're still listening, you want to hear the spoilers, or you've already read them, and they're not going to be spoilers. You've been warned. All right. So DC Universe Rebirth. I wanted to start with the cover. The cover was interesting in that, you know, I'm looking at it. I see Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman still given the Trinity kind of central attention. Then you see um, Barry Allen's Flash. Then you see two gloved hands just off frame when it actually expands out. Um, which in the digital comic it does, and you get to see what I'm assuming was the back of the comic. You get find out that those gloved hands that you could see belong to Hal Jordan's Green Lantern and Aquaman. You then see Supergirl, who I think they're calling Superwoman now. There's a thing at the back for a Superwoman comic. I'm not 100% on that. But anyway. And, you know, you see Batgirl. You see lots of other characters in there including one of the new green lanterns uh, yeah yeah it's 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 nifty and of course you see they're all reaching up towards a lightning bolt that's breaking the sky open and you see a hand coming out of there so what's this all about there's some variants of the covers i don't like the variants as much so yeah there's the weird one with all the hourglasses mm. And, of course, this one has two versions of that. Anyway, so we start looking at a watch. We have a mysterious voiceover talking about the watch. And then we go into the story. 
Now, the story is essentially about Wally West, the original Wally West, the red-headed, yellow-suited Wally West from the comics, who has been trapped in the Speed Force for a really long time. And he's trying to get back out. To get back out, he has to find someone who remembers him. This is an interesting plot device because it allows him, as somebody who's been outside of the continuity for quite some time, to comment on the continuity. And that, in a lot of ways, is what hooked me into this comic because of its meta-nature. Wally, in course of the story, says a lot of things that I felt about the New 52 and even about some of the comics that came out under, you know, prior to that, that what had happened was something had assaulted the universe at Flashpoint and all hope was removed from the universe. All hope. All hope gone. And that, yeah, that describes quite well what I felt happened in the New 52 and other comics is they, they just got bleak and dreary and they were trying to be edgy and gritty for no apparent reason. And when I say no apparent reason, I mean, there, there was no rhyme or reason to it. It was just, everything's bad. You know, DC Comics had gone very emo in a way that was unpleasant. I don't mind a nice gothic comic. Anybody who knows me knows that I'm really into the whole goth thing where you kind of mock death. But that requires having a sense of humor. And that was something that I found really lacking in the comics. And to have this character within the world actually commenting on that and them trying to give that an explanation. So the first person that he tries to appear to is Batman. Um, this is one of my, my two favorite scenes in this comic in that the way they're showing the continuity is kind of recombine and come together. And I'll talk about this a little bit more on a later episode of the podcast when we go into the Batman Rebirth title. They bring up this idea that there are multiple Jokers running around. This is one of the first things that you find out is that there are three Jokers running around. And then they show an image of each of these three Jokers. And as somebody who read comics for a really long time, I recognized them. I saw them for who they were. I remember the runs that they came from. And I thought that was an interesting idea that they're splitting all they're, they're acknowledging that all three versions of this character existed or exist in some way. And it's part of the mystery that Batman is going to be solving. Except for, of course, it's not addressed at all in Batman Rebirth. But we'll get to that. Um... That I found slightly annoying, but I'm assuming when the Batman title picks up, um, that's where they're going to go. So, but we'll, we'll, like I said, we'll talk about that later. As Batman is having this discussion with Wally, and he's Wally is trying to get him to remember him, we have several memories come up in Bruce's head. And Bruce starts remembering things... One of the most interesting things that I saw in here is there are a couple panels that use artwork reminiscent, at least to me, of, I think it was Frank Miller's Year One. 
comic where you find out the origin of Batman and how his parents died and everything about that. The artwork looks so much like the artwork from those comics that it it did what it was meant to do. It reminded me of those things that I loved when I was younger and showed me that those things may or may not still be part of the story. What they are and what they mean, we'll have to figure that out. But I, I, I'm curious to see where they're going with that. He appears to a lot of other people, which I'm not going to spend a whole lot of time on that because I'm not sure where they're going with that yet. I have to say the hook into the new Adam series is kind of interesting that the Adam has gotten himself trapped. I'm curious what's going on with that. The Adam is a character that I've been kind of peripherally interested in for a while. We'll have to see where that's going. One of the things that interested me, the next thing that really caught me is the advent of Blue Beetle. Blue Beetle appears in this comic, and we actually have both Blue Beetles, which I thought was an interesting choice in that we see um, Korg, here as kind of the tech blue beetle he's even making a blue beetle mobile <laughs> i don't know what to call it they don't really call it he he refers to it as his flying bat cave and we also have jamie who of course has the alien scarab on his back and so we see both versions of the blue beetle here we see them interacting Blue Beetle is a character that I have kind of fallen in love with. I think I mentioned that I actually have a Blue Beetle on my desk. Um, I am curious to see where they're going with this, especially because Doc Fate shows up. And I am a huge fan of Doc Fate. So to find out exactly what is going on here, how, you know, Jamie, you know, this, this wonderful line. I I said what, not who, Jamie Reyes is an innocent in this fused with something you both misunderstand. And this idea that, you know, as Doc Fate goes on to say, you believe the Blue Beetle Scarab to be xenotechnology, Theodore. What? That is a lie. Purpo purposefully perpetrated by the darkest sorcerers. You're not playing with extraterrestrials. You're playing with magic. And that, I don't know why that excited me as much as it did. But this idea that they're going to be playing around with the idea of the Blue Beetle as a magic character as opposed to a tech character. It thrilled me in a strange way. And it thrilled me. I I, I don't know. I, I can't really explain it. I think it's because... I was always, I, I've always been obsessed with Egypt. And this, when they brought the scarab in, I immediately went to the scarab, the mover of the sun. In Egyptian mythology, I thought about Kepre and some of the, you know, Egyptian mythology around the scarab. And make it, they made it an alien. I was like, okay, well, that's interesting. We'll see where they go with this. But this idea that they're coming back around to it and that the Scarab is actually magic and Doc Fate is involved, which makes me wonder if it has something to do with Kepre. And what what are they going to do? What are they going to do? What Oh, that excites me in 
a very special way. I don't know that they're going to go any of the ways that I'm thinking in my head, but I definitely can't wait to find out. I like the idea of the Blue Beetle being magic, and I like him being mixed up with Ted Korg so that we have both that kind of magic side and that tech side. I would actually like to see both of them in full Blue Beetle costume, the tech Blue Beetle and the magic Blue Beetle. I think that... Oh, there would be something really interesting about seeing that two sides of this character, the tech tech side and the magic side, and how exactly Doc Fate is going to play into the storyline. I'm excited. And that is such an awesome feeling that I haven't had for a while. So I can't wait to pick up that title when it eventually comes out. Um, it, It's just... I don't know. What do you think they're going to do with that? Leave a comment over at projectshadow.com on this or hit me up on social media. I would love to know what you think they're going to do with Blue Beetle going forward and exactly why and how Doc Fate is involved in this. Um, Because that to me is a big, big deal. You know, Doc Fate is, at least in my book, a character that should not be used lightly, whether or not they are just kind of throwing him in because they can throw him in. I hope is not the case, but again, we'll have to wait and see. Um, yeah, I just blown away that, that that was something that really set my imagination going. And that's something that the DC comics have not been able to do in quite some time. But my number one most amazing thing to me in this comic is when Wally appears to Barry. And if you have not paid attention to my spoiler warning, this is my last one. Spoiler, spoiler, spoilers, because this is like big. And he realizes Barry doesn't understand, doesn't know who he is. But he's trying to get Barry to understand that somebody has messed up with the world. Somebody has done something. And he doesn't want Barry to feel bad about this. That Barry should not feel bad that Wally is going to die because Barry doesn't remember him, that Wally has learned through watching Barry's actions, how to embrace everything with joy and play. And that even his death, even this moment where he's going to dissolve into the speed force and cease being is a moment of joy because he at least had he knew them because he was able to make a difference because there was so much that he learned through all this and it's such you know just to read some of the lines here thank you for an amazing life thank you for your kindness for your inspiration for being there for me so many times for now the last time i hope one day you will understand you were right barry every second is a gift that's why we don't die in anguish i won't die in anguish i will go with love in my heart and some of the most beautiful artwork in this comic is dedicated to this scene of wally dissolving and saying his goodbye to Barry. And as he's completely dissolving, all of a sudden, 
Oh my goodness, Barry recognizes him and calls out his name, Wally, and reaches into the Speed Force and grabs him and pulls him out and pulls him back together. And there's this explosion and Wally's back and the two of them, you know, Wally realizes he's not dead and they grab each other and they embrace in this amazing moment after Barry remembers everything. And one of the most powerful panels is this, just this moment of Barry and Flash and, and Wally holding each other and just the tears. And uh, I, I have not had this experience in such a long time where I was reading the comic and I literally jumped up and shouted, you know, my husband looked at me and he was like, what, what, what happened? What happened? And I was, I just, I, I flipped through the comic and showed it to him because I put, I put it up, I airplayed it up to the TV and went through it with him, and even he just cheered. It's such a great moment in the comic, and it just it excited me so much. And I can't wait to see what they're going to do with the Flash because we now have two Wally Wests in this world, and we have a Barry Allen, and I don't know what they're going to do, and I can't wait to find out. But I definitely want a poster of that reunion shot. I definitely want a poster of that reunion shot. But of course, I can't talk about DC Universe Rebirth without two things, without discussing two things. And they're two things that I have been obsessing over ever since I finished this comic. One is Batman finding the comedian's happy face button with the blood on it, which is so iconic from Watchmen in the Batcave. He sees something glimmering in the wall. He starts hammering at it. He picks... And pulls it out. And he finds it in the back cave. And then this epilogue. Where we see Doc Manhattan. Putting the watch back together again. And I have no idea what's going to happen. I don't know how they're bringing the Watchmen into this. They seem to be blaming Doc Manhattan for what happened. Which is in and of itself. An interesting idea. Ah. Is Night Owl going to be a member of the Court of Owls now? I, I have so many questions. I have so many questions. And yeah, great way to restart. Great way to reboot. I'm so excited about this. And if you haven't read it and you listened to all this because you just want to know if it was worth it, now that I've spoiled everything for you, go read it. The artwork is amazing. The story, I left a lot out. I left out all the stuff about Superman, which... Has gotten me interested enough. I'm almost willing to buy the Superman comic, even though I really don't like Superman. I almost bought the Superman Rebirth comic. You know, there's stuff in here about Aquaman, which I've never really been all keen on, but it's interesting. There's stuff in here about everything. I mean, this really touches on everything. It's a really good comic. It's a really good way, at least for me, to get me excited about DC Comics again. And. I can't wait to see what happens going forward. In future podcasts, we're going to talk about um, Batman Rebirth and Green Lantern Rebirth, both of which I have also read, and I think they've done some very interesting things with them. I have things that I love and don't love about both of those comics. So that's, yeah, we're going to be talking about that. So that's your homework, because later this week we will be discussing Batman Rebirth and Green Lantern Rebirth. So... What's the new run going to look like? At the back of the book, we get to see some of the new stuff that they're going to be do, doing a new Titans series. 
as part of Rebirth, which stars with the new Wally West. Wally West uncovers a secret that will destroy his friends. Bum, bum, bum. That's in July. July 27th, that's coming. Okay, probably going to be buying that and checking that out. Flash, number one, hunted by the fastest men alive. This is going to be June 22nd, later this month. The cover is astounding. Definitely going to be checking that one out when it comes out. Batman number one, Batman v. Gotham, comes out June 15th. This is a title that may or may not be... Su- I'm I'm confused about what they're doing with Batman, because Batman Re- Rebirth is out. So it kind of is... We'll, like I said, we'll be talking about that later this week. I'm not sure how that's going to tie into this comic, though I am interesting to, interested to see how all that's going to work, because I really enjoyed the Batman reboot comic as well. Teen Titans number one is coming in October. I am excited about this. They are bringing Damian Wayne into the Teen Titans as the Robin character. Um, in the, um, he's holding his battering knives in his hands, and you can clearly see Beast Boy, um, the Wally West, Kid Flash... I'm assuming that's Raven, maybe, one of, one of them. She appears to be, you know, have the hood and stuff on, so it looks like Raven. I'm not sure who the other girl is. She doesn't look like, um, I don't know. I'm not sure exactly who they're do- doing for her, but I'm sure one of you guys will tell me. I'm excited about this because the Justice League versus the Teen Titans movie, which I don't know if you've seen, um... But you should see it. It's very, very good. It's an animated film that came out not too long ago. Brings Damian Wayne into the Teen Titans in a way that I have never seen before. The fact that we actually see Dick Grayson and Damian Wayne. Dick Grayson already Nightwing at this point. It it was such an interesting chemistry between him and the other characters. It was so different. I really liked how it worked. I'm hoping that we're going to see something similar to that in this comic. So definitely going to be checking that out. Green Lantern number one comes out June 15th. Um, I'm sorry, Green Lanterns number one. The biggest threat facing Earth's new Green Lanterns is each other. They set this up in Green Lantern Rebirth. And uh, we'll see how that works. But it does look like the yellow ring is coming back because it does look like she's wearing a yellow ring. Well, her costume looks very yellow. I'll just leave it at that. So that's the 15th. Green Arrow number one is out. Um, it's also says starting on the 15th. I don't know if I'm going to read this or not. I've seen some spoiler stuff about what's going on with Green Lantern Rebirth. I'm sorry, with a Green Arrow Rebirth. Never been a huge Green Arrow fan. I really like the TV show, but uh, I have yet to decide whether I'm going to read this. If you think I should, definitely hit me up on social media and let me know. Aquaman, I'm going to skip. Wonder Woman, I'm going to skip. Suicide Squad, I'm going to skip. The Action Comics with uh, Lex Luthor as Superman, probably going to skip that. The new Superman, like I said, I'm kind of interested, but probably going to skip that as well. I'm excited to see how they're going to carry this through. Um, we'll see. <laughs> I, I, I am very excited, though. You know, I've read th- 
these three issues, we've only talked about the DC, the DC Universe Rebirth issue one so far. We'll talk, like I said, we'll talk about the other ones in a future episode. But yeah, yeah, really, really good way to reboot and restart things and reconnect. The artwork is astounding. And the storytelling I've really enjoyed as well. So let me know what you think about these. Um, I've never really reviewed comics on the podcast before. This is not something that I'm used to. I just was very excited about these. And I would be curious to know how you would like me to do that going forward. Because there's a chance that I will be doing more of this. So definitely let me know what you think. And how I can improve our discussion of comics. Because we've talked about movies and TV shows a lot on here and books. And I've tried to use similar methods for this but i don't know we'll, we'll we'll have to see how this ends up developing but yeah it's 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 exciting it's an exciting time to be a comic book fan i'm very excited i keep saying that i'm gonna have to find a new word <laughs> i i am though about this so a little bit more before we go um i have started a rewrite of well not a rewrite i had promised for a while to do an extended version of wand and weaver the chain and i've started work on that in fact i'm almost done with the first chapter in there i am looking for beta readers if you would like to get in early and see all of my errors and mistakes and help perfect the story moving forward i would love to hear from you hit me up on social media or send me an email um you can find all my contact information at projectshadow.com i'm excited about this I've gotten some good feedback over on my write-on account about what's going on with Wanda and Weaver, A Study in Shadows. I was working on it a bit more, and it really made me want to kind of give that touch to everything. So that's what I'm doing. Um, These will be coming out chapter by chapter as I get them ready. So definitely check that out. And I just want to say thank you again to everybody who has been so helpful and so supportive over the years. You guys mean so much to me and you have no idea how much that helps, especially, you know, there are times when I really, really need that help. Um, yeah. So thank you. I'm going to be trying to do this daily again because I really want to do it daily. I enjoy that. I think you guys enjoyed that too. So help me find things that we can talk about. I have set up a space over at Google Spaces for us to come talk about these things. They do not make that easy for me to share the name of it. So if you just search Project Shadow over there, you can find it and join. Or I've posted links on most of our on all of our social media accounts about that. So you can find more information there. Definitely let me know what you guys want me to be talking about. Anywho. That's it for today. Thank you guys so much for all your patience. And I will talk to you later. Have the fun. Bye.